Hey, what's up? There's Alex from the Skeleton Crew, and you are listening to Kill the Cast. Good choice, by the way. I mean, these guys are great, and the host does a Married with Children podcast. It don't get more badass than that. I'm okay. Hello everyone, welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and with me as always is my man Jay. Okay. And my other man on the side, sometimes the main, I switch him out, Kenneth. Why I gotta be the side chick? I said I switch it out, <laughs> I keep it even. Sometimes Jay's number one, sometimes yours number one. You know, I keep it even. Either way, I'm still getting my bearded action. Motherfucker. I don't get a beard, so I have to enjoy y'all's two beards. Yeah, because you can't grow one. Yeah, I suck at life. Anyway, Jay, how have you been, man? Uh, pretty good. Uh, last time we recorded, I was just uh, getting over the plague. Luckily, that hasn't come back. Uh, but uh, I saw Split. Besides, I think that's the only really horror-related news I have is that I saw Split, and it was really good. Yeah, a lot of people are really, really liking it and saying that it's like a return to form uh for m night Shyamalan. Hopsha. uh it easily is the best movie he's ever made yeah someone said um like there's a quote from him saying that it's almost like a spiritual successor to unbreakable which is like the uh, one movie by him that i'm a, i'm actually a fan of i don't want to give away any spoilers okay don't give me spoilers i'll eventually see i don't know maybe we'll go see it in theaters I don't know. Uh, so is that it for you besides uh, coming back from death and you saw Split? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, just work. Word. And Kenneth, what have you been doing? Uh, working mainly. I finally got around to watching Tusk and uh, I can honestly say I was kind of disappointed. You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of funny because you texted me and you had the same problem I had with the movie that as soon as Johnny Depp's character shows up, you lose all interest. He is too long-winded. He's he. It's weird to say this, but he's too weird for this movie. His character's too weird for a movie about turning someone into a fucking walrus. Yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, I, I, I really got the comedic aspect of it in the dialogue up until that point. You know, because obviously it's Kevin Smith, so it's going to be slap full of dialogue. But up until that point, you know, I was really into it. I found the dialogue funny, everything. And then once his character showed up, I was just kind of like, okay, this just got a lot more silly than the idea behind it is. Yeah. And that's where I, that's where it lost me. Yeah. And Jay, then I thought the end of it was terrible. Yeah, I, I think the ending went to – the ending – Jay, have you seen this movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, spoilers. The ending of this movie should have stopped – with Johnny Depp pointing the gun at him, even if they didn't do a gunshot sound like I think they should have, that's where it should have ended. It's just like the Babadook. It went on too long. We don't need to see that he's kept as a pet. That is yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, and, 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 you know, the, I mean, aside from the fact, like I said, it's a movie silly, you know, that just, com- that's completely unbelievable. That's, that's 100% just absolutely. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Wait, 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 wait. Your complaint about the ending in a movie where a man is kidnapped and surgically turned into a walrus is that the ending of being kept as a pet is unbelievable? 
Yeah. Everything else, everything else that's in this movie, <laughs> I could see some fruitcake trying to do. Yeah, like I. But I, when I it, agree. but when the police get there and they see this dude that is sewn inside a skin suit and they put him in a zoo, little yeah. zoo type deal. He would have he would have not been put into a zoo. He would have been put in like a psychiatric hospital or something. Yeah, I was, mean that was just the- too much. What was that, Jay? Like, he was a walrus at that point. Like, mentally, he was a walrus. Okay, there's people in mental hospitals that mentally are lamps. They're still... No, no, they're no, this, still that's there. Different. How is that he different? Because this one was actually a walrus with the anatomy of a walrus. <laughs> he, well, uh, okay, he didn't have the anatomy of a walrus. His legs were cut off, his arms were sewn to his body, and he was wearing a suit. Yes, that was fused to him, and mentally he was a walrus. Okay, I yeah, mean, mentally wrong. you it, can be it a lamp. Wasn't a very good, well, he wasn't a lamp, he was a walrus, so that's, <laughs> maybe if he was a mentally a lamp, they would have put him in the living room. So, yeah, I, I don't know, because I, I really, really loved the dialogue when, um, between Justin Long and, uh, what's, that, what's the guy's name, the, the main bad guy? Walrus I fucker. Remember. Anyway, Wal- Walrus guy and Justin, I loved their dialogue. Anytime they were talking, I loved it. I didn't care that it was like, because it came off really like, Walrus fucker was really like artistic and long-winded, but like, it still worked. Like, I really liked that part of the movie. It just got completely ruined by Johnny Depp's character and the ending. Um, and I And I was maybe a little bit more interested at the beginning because I was like, oh, He's a famous podcaster. Maybe that'll be me one day. And then I fucking woke up. But, you know, it was just, it was so interesting to me up to that point. You know, I mean, even at the fact that I knew that the guy was going to get turned into a walrus, it still was interesting to me up to that point. And then when Johnny Depp came in there, I'm the same as you. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And we're both really big Johnny Depp fans. Yeah. That's the sad part. So. Well, don't watch uh, Yoga Hosers. That's even worse. Really? I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Jay told me not to watch well, it, so I'm going to watch it. Well, no, I sent Jerry a text and, message and afterwards, and I was just like, Kevin watch Smith is losing it. Don't, I see what you did there, Jay. Trying to get me to spend money on M. Night Shamanam. You, you won't regret it with this one, I promise. I do, tell you I what. do like James McAvoy. I tell you what, you go see it with Reese, and if you guys don't like it, I'll reimburse you. I will PayPal you 20 bucks or whatever movie tickets cost. Wow. All right. All right. Well, okay. I'm, I'm, I might take you up on that because that'll be, that'll be interesting. Um, Kenneth, have you gotten to anything else besides Tusk and Disappointment? <laughs> I don't know. Did I text you and tell you that I watched anything else? Uh, Flatliners and Universal Soldier. <laughs> Yeah, Flatliners. I watched that for the first time. That was actually, I mean, it was more of a drama, but it was still pretty good. I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't. I, I hate the fact that they're remaking it, but uh, it, it it was pretty good. Uh, um, I don't know if anybody, if either one of y'all ever seen it. Yeah. Yeah. A I long mean, time I, ago. I enjoyed it. I mean, that was cool. And the rest of the day, yeah, I was on one of those like late '80s, early '90s action movie kicks. Started off a sidekick. No, it started off a Stone Cold that biker movie. Uh, I was moseying around through your uh, through your uh, Amazon and came across the Rift Tracks version of it. And I'd seen it a long time ago, so I watched the actual version without the Rift Tracks. Boo! You should have watched the Rift Tracks. 
Eh, I wasn't in the mood for the for the commentary uh, commentary joke kind of thing today. Man, I have like I've been doing like so much. Like I feel like y'all like I have so much to say of what I've been doing. So I guess I'll try to condense mine. Um, uh, I got Shutter for Amazon Prime, which is amazing, and I've been watching a lot of movies through there. Um, I watched Lucio Fulci's Cat in the Brain. I watched uh, Digging Up the Marrow by Adam Green, which I fell in love with. Uh, I've heard good things about that, and it, I haven't had a chance to watch oh it. Oh, my God. I, am, I, like, gushed about this movie to Kenneth for, like, 30 minutes. He had to listen to me talk about it. It was... It was and I still didn't watch it. You, Oh, my God. You have to watch it. It's so good. Uh, I, oh, I went and saw Hellraiser and The Lost Boys in theaters back-to-back. And um, because of that, I now have a... I liked Hellraiser before, but now I love Hellraiser. Something about seeing it in theaters made me click with it. And I paid way more attention. I was just zoned in on this. And now I'm, like, in love with Hellraiser. Um, and then I watched Hellbound Hellraiser 2, and I didn't really care for it. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going with those yeah, didn't you get that? Didn't you get that, didn't you get that uh, DVD box set thing? The one that's got a bunch of a bunch of the Hellraiser movies in it. It's like you, from four, five, six, and seven, I think. Yeah, I got four, five, six, and seven on Blu-ray. It's like that thing's like. I'm sorry. That thing's like seven dollars on uh, uh, Amazon. Well, I'm not. Don't be sorry. Kenneth has a theory about how if you watch those movies a certain way, it changes how the movies are and it makes them better than they are. I don't know if right. I'm describing that right. Kenneth, give tell everyone your Hellraiser theory. Okay, I used to think that the Hellraiser movies past Bloodline sucked, you know, and and to well, this day blood, I still, I, I still think four Bloodlines is right. Four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bloodlines yeah. is the one that's in space. Right. Well, not the but uh, technically only about fifteen minutes of it is in space. Oh, okay, uh, like Jason takes Manhattan. No, it's. Where they only have it's in space with flash. In it's in space with flashbacks. The majority of the movie's flashbacks. Ah. Um, anyhow, uh, except for except for Hellraiser Revelations, that movie sucks. Um, but the other ones, I I went back and I watched them again, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna give these another shot. They can't be that bad. Let me try it again. And so I went back and I watched them, and I realized that it's almost like the series is. Uh, uh, for lack of a better term, an anthology of each one of these people's different version of their own hell. And that's the reason why you don't see a lot of pinhead in them because it's because those movies aren't about pinhead. They're about the person. And when you, and, and me and Jerry came, talked about this the other day, when you come down, when it really comes down to it, the Hellraiser franchise is not about pinhead. It's about the people that are in it and the shit that they're going through. And so, the uh, the whole aspect of past that is that that's everything that it's about. When you get, um, I think Inferno was the one with the dude was a cop. Okay, and uh, he that's his personal hell that he's going through. Uh, Debtor, I think, is the one where the chick meets with the cult, and it's the same thing. It's her personal hell and the shit that she's going through, and uh, it's pretty clear in hers what she's going through, and so on and so forth. It's it, it's these people's experiences after they get through the box. And the biggest complaint that I've heard from people when they talk about these movies is they, it's because it ain't got a pinhead a lot in it. That's not what it's about. Yeah, so, because I remember when I watched, I'm not even sure I've seen 
all of four, five, six, seven, what, whatever. I, I, I can't remember. I remember. I know I've seen Hellraiser one, two, and three, um, and I was just like always kind of disappointed because there wasn't a lot of Pinhead, and I never thought to look at the movies from the actual main character of the said movie instead of looking at Pinhead as if he's the main character. He's not. He's a side character. He's a supporting character. He always has been, even in Hellraiser 1, 2, and 3. And I think that Kenneth's right. So I'm going to rewatch them and really focus in on the main character and really focus in on their version of Hell and see if I think these movies are better than... Because I've seen everyone pretty much trash these movies. Four through seven. So when they got added to Netflix, I went and watched all of them again. And I didn't think those were terrible movies, but I also didn't think they were Hellraiser movies. They didn't feel like Hellraiser movies. They felt almost more like Silent Hill movies, to be honest with you, because that's how Silent Hill works, is everyone experiences the town differently um, based on why they're there. Hell- oh, uh, Silent Hill jacked from Hellraiser then. <laughs> um, no, I think the first Hellraiser, or the first Silent Hill had come out before these these sequels. Well, it doesn't matter, because even in Hellraiser 2, it is very well established that each person gets their own personal hell and their own personal pleasure. Like, right, and see, that's what brought me to that, because that's another thing that me and Jerry were discussing. Because it's it's made very clear when you get to talk, when, uh, look at Frank in the second one. You see his hell. Yeah. And then you it shows s- it to you clearly. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm gonna go back and watch. That is interesting. Silent Hill um, thought though. I never, I never even thought about that. That's very interesting. That might be why I like them that much more. <laughs> Maybe. Um, um, but I did, I did, I could have sworn I read somewhere that those those two in the middle, um, not the one with the cult, but the two in the middle, uh, the cop and the other guy, I can't remember, um, were not written as Hellraiser movies and they just got turned into Hellraiser movies to make them easier to, to sell to an audience. But didn't they come like straight to DVD? I don't know. Oh, I'm just probably. saying. I'll, we'll have to look into it. Um, so either way, yeah, I saw Hellraiser in theaters and I now love that movie. I saw Lost Boys in theaters. It's the Lost Boys. It's the same as it always. It's a good movie. It just, I didn't like, I was like, aha. And then I was good. Um, and uh, what else have I been doing? I've been doing things, all kinds of things, and I forgot what they are. Oh, we've been getting really active in our Kill the Cast podcast Facebook group. So if you're not there, come join and tell us what your favorite Friday the 13th movies are and your favorite werewolf movies are because I posted those polls over the past couple of days. Um, I already put mine in. For what, your favorite werewolf movie? Both of them. What was your favorite werewolf movie? I didn't see your vote. Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers? Okay. Jay, you voted... And then Ginger Snaps is a very close second. Yeah, I know, Jay, you voted um, American Werewolf in London, right? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised at how much love Silver Bullet got. Because I thought I was going to be the only person that voted for it. Well, so far, I'm the only person that voted for Dog Soldiers. Well, I mean, I thought it was going to be between the Wolfman... And, and American Werewolf in London, I thought those were going to be the really two big ones. Um, with American Werewolf in London winning out because it's held as like the greatest werewolf movie of all time. But uh, I just have I just enjoy Silver Bullet more. Silver Bullet's more entertaining to me. 
So yeah, see, and that's a re- that's what it is with me and Dog Soldiers. It's a, it and Ginger Snaps. They're both more entertaining to me. The one thing that I do hold for American Werewolf in London is it's got the greatest transformation scene in history. Yeah. Yep. But past that, it's just it's an entertaining movie, but it ain't the most entertaining to me. You know what movie is on the list that has like is one of the best movies, but has the worst looking werewolf? Mm. Late phases. Did you see that movie Stakeland? No, but I heard about it. You should watch it. It's got the same dude that played the old guy. Oh shit! In late phases, um, but he's younger in this, and uh, apparently there's a Stakeland too. Ah snap! I'm gonna have to look into that. Um. Other than that, I have uh, I've been. If you don't know, I'm doing another podcast called Married with Children podcast, which is about the show Married with Children. Um, Kenneth's a fan. He uh, he listens to that podcast. I do, I do. Oh yeah, I watched. Uh, I finally got around to watching the Rise of Leslie Vernon. I watched that too. Jay, have you seen that? No, I've heard awesome. of it. Awesome. I've, I've I've heard of it, and I want to watch it. I just don't have a way to watch it right now. Uh, it is one of dude you need to add shutter to your amazon prime it is worth the five extra dollars a month i promise you um, yeah it's totally worth me jack and jerry's <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that is one of the most i won't give any spoilers away just because jay hasn't seen it but that is one of the most interesting takes on a slasher i have ever seen i thought it was great and and i was having a conversation uh earlier today about how there can be they're still trying to get the money to make a sequel to that but yet there's four sharknado movies uh actually they just announced that the fifth one's coming out okay so now there's going to be five sharknado movies that's those because movies are fucking terrible that's and because that movie is a serious movie like i mean it takes itself seriously <laughs> and the sharknado ones are parodies and don't take themselves serious <laughs> they're I'll, I, there was a, a movie that was that tried to get kickstarted last year called Shark, and it was like we want to bring shark movies back to being serious. No, no, none of these gimmicks. No Sharknado. No snow sharks. Damn sharks. Sand sharks. Fuck, fuck all kind of sharks. None of that shit. An actual legit shark movie, and no one wanted it. I I tried. I kickstarted it, but it didn't meet uh, the point. It didn't make it. It didn't get funding. And like, no. So you're right, Kenneth. Stupid movies get pushed through a lot now because people just want to like get high and watch a stupid fucking movie that they got out of Redbox. Yeah, but see, that's the bad thing about it. Leslie Vernon was fucking hilarious. Uh, unless you're really big into slashers, I think you're gonna you're probably gonna be bored with it. (sighs) Um, if I'm looking at you're right that's just what I think. Cause, but I, I really liked it. It was very, very interesting to me. I thought it was great. I thought it was fucking so funny. In fact, it was because I watched that one and I was like, man, the whole, uh, documentary angle is really interesting. And then like, I remembered someone talking about Adam Green's digging up the marrow. And I was like, that had the same kind of angle. If I remember correctly, I'm going to watch it. And I watched it. And, like, I immediately after watching was like, I'm buying the Blu-ray. I need the special features. Right. And, uh, you know, I got to get around to watching that. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, especially for an independent film. And and that's the crazy thing. Here lately, fucking people are coming out with some badass independent stuff. Yes, they are. 
Speaking of independent stuff, Ooh. I believe we have a mo movie to talk about. Jay, Indeed. That, that segue was so professional. <laughs> Holy hey, shit. Hey, I set it up. I set it up. Oh, both of y'all. Y'all just take over <laughs> hosting duties. I'm retiring. <laughs> uh, we set that up good. We do. Um, so, okay. Uh, Kenneth and I know a guy. Now, I, I think Kenneth knows him way better than I do. I met him when he was working at a retro game store when I was in Georgia visiting like my dad and Kenneth. And, well, I mean, we, we, we had had a, a few really good conversations. I mean, we weren't circle jerk buddies or nothing, but we had, you know, a, a, some really good conversations and, uh, you know, he, he's a very serious artist. Yeah. And, uh, I remember when I was talking to him the first time he was, uh, filming a zombie movie that, uh, like a, a zombie short movie and uh, I know one of my our friends, Ramon, was in it. Um, and I never actually got to see it. But, Kenneth, you saw it, right? Yeah, I did. And uh, it was actually pretty good. Um, he was – the last time I talked to him before he moved to Texas, we, we really lost touch. Uh, he was going to uh, – he was going to make a sequel nice. or something. I can't remember exactly how it went. So he posted on his – because I'm friends with him on Facebook. He posted on his Facebook um, – Something about if you he's got a new short movie that he's been entering into festivals and winning awards in uh, festivals for, and if you want to see it, hit him up and he'll 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 show you a screener. So I hit him up. It was called Hangman, and I was like, "Do you mind if we review this on the podcast?" And he was all for it. So we're gonna review it. It is called The Hangman, or is it? No, it's just Hangman, right? There's no the. Yeah, it's just Hangman. Yeah, there, just Hangman. There's no the. Um, from 2016. Can we have to give credit? Uh, we, we, you know, I don't. Did you say his name? Uh, his name is. Uh, depending on where you, I'll go by his what it says on IMDb, just because his he goes by Colby, but it's J Colby Doler, and yeah. he directed, uh, wrote and edited this movie himself. Um, now I do know he had other people help him write it, but he did direct it and edit it himself. Um, except for the sound, because I've read in the trivia. This movie has more trivia to it than, like, uh, Alligator 2, The Mutation, which is hilarious wow. to me. Um, this is the first movie he actually sent out and had someone else edit the sound to it, which you can tell, because it sounds really good. Yeah. Um, and the, the you want to know how, how much they, how, what the budget for this movie was? Ten years. $1,500 and $500 of that was for sound editing. Wow. Uh, it was worth it. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it was. Um, So, yeah, it came out 2016. It's making its way through all the festivals right now. Um, there's not a way to view it online yet, but as soon as we find out that there is, we will let you know because it is worth it. It's like 15 minutes long. It's fantastic. Um, the cat, the tagline for it is Nicholas hasn't taken his medication, <laughs> which kind of gives you an idea. So Nicholas is a man who uh, is suffering from some mental problems. I'd uh, say schizophrenia based on how he was acting. Yeah, right. de definitely. Um, and the movie starts with him actually trying to hang himself. And his uh, psychiatrist calls him in the middle of it, and he doesn't answer it, obviously. But you hear his psychiatrist leaving a voice message for him while he's hanging himself. 
Um, he ends up failing. He ends up falling on the floor and uh, not not succeeding in killing himself. And, and then, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't really want to give the whole thing away, but uh, oh, I you asked. Know. We 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 are allowed to give full spoilers as long as before we get into spoilers, we say spoilers. So spoilers. All right. Well, as long yeah. as we're able to, because he said. Um, he, I also asked him, you know that Clive Barker thing I posted about the the uh, film thing on Kill the Cast? Mm-hmm. I asked him if he was going to enter it, and he's like, yeah, we've already made plans to do Hangman for it because we already have an idea of what a feature-length version of this movie would be. And see, that'd be really cool, man, because this uh, – I, I got to give him credit. For 1500 bucks, the cinematography was fucking great. The aerial shots that were done with the drone was fucking awesome. I love drone shots. That's a hundred dollars uh, a minute, right? <laughs> and, and fucking, you know, I, I mean, for for it looked awesome. Yeah, the, dude. The guy, the guy's acting was fucking superb. I here's my new here's here's my new catchphrase for this movie. If your mind is haunted, then you must fight your inner demons. That, to me, sums up this short perfectly because it feels like a paranormal movie. It feels like a a possessed movie, a ghost movie, and it's not. So I was was confused by the, the very end because I assumed the, the ghost, ghost-like figure was just his inner demons. And when he hung them, he was like finally over it or his meds were kicking in or whatever it is. But then the very last scene, he's waking up from trying to hang himself again. See, I, I took it as he was fighting his inner demons. And when he hung his inner demon, he was hanging himself because the only way he could make it stop was to kill himself. Yeah, and see, that's the way I looked at it. Like, the medications wasn't working no more. He threw up his medication. That's why, like... Oh, yeah, I wanted to tell him, I'm like, you have to actually keep that down for it to work. You can't throw it up. I forgot about that part. You right. So, yeah. he. I mean, and and see me, I've always been interested in what it was like for somebody to be schizophrenic. And and to me, this, this short film expressed that. It expressed everything that I've read and everything that I've learned about schizophrenia perfectly. I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it was it, it was amazing. I mean, it to me, it is the best short film that I have seen since I watched the Lights Out short film, and the one I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one where the dad is putting the kid to bed, and he says, "I think there's something under my bed," and the dad looks underneath the bed, and the kid's up underneath the bed. Have y'all seen that one? No, I, don't I haven't. But that sounds creepy think as hell. So it, it, dude, it's it's the best short film I've seen since uh, Alex's uh, Michael Myers short film, which is hilarious. That's that's for you, Alex, and your fucking bucket. But in all seriousness, when he lays in bed for the first time and goes to sleep, and you see something in the mirror. That shit creeped me out. I watched it in like I had my blinds closed. It was really dark in my room. I have headphones on and I'm watching it on my uh, computer screen. And I was like, the fuck is that? And did the whole lean into the screen thing. 
And then the lights mm-hmm. came on, and I saw that creepy little picture that is on the wall. And I'm like, you know what? If I had that picture on the wall, I'd be freaking out too. <laughs> like, oh, so that house they're in hadn't been mm-hmm. lived in since like the 70s or something. Where, oh, there, That's what it looks like. No, there is like, there's something in the trivia about it. And like, the person who lived there was like an overweight lady who, okay, here it is. At the time of filming in 2016, the home used for the production had not been lived in since 1973, and the contents, including beds, televisions, kitchenware, had remained untouched. The previous inhabit, uh, inhabitant, known as Big Mama, died there on April 9, 1973, after a 12-year stint of never leaving the home, not even to step on the porch. Uh, that's crazy. Wow. Oh, another cool thing, they apparently uh, lost the lighting in the house. Like, the lights stopped working halfway through shooting. So they had to, like, like set up phones and flashlights and stuff to finish shooting. That's funny. What's crazy to me is that the, that the house stayed untouched. That's crazy to me. Like, there's no graffiti anywhere, none of the rest of that shit. You hardly ever no, see yeah, any No, yeah, no squatters shit. broke in or anything like right. that. Right. No beer bottles, no none of that shit. Like it's completely untouched. That it that never happens. <laughs> oh, you know that first scene of uh, of uh, Nicholas hanging himself. Yes, the actor accidentally hung himself while filming <laughs> that. And so was that was the bruise on his neck real then? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Um, because there was only three other people there filming because their crew was three people besides the main actor apparently, and they all rushed over to help him. Um, and oh. he was unconscious for like 10 seconds. But uh, once he like got up and regained his composure, everything, he insisted they get back to work. So props to you, dude, because that is that is That's dedication. dedication. <laughs> and, I, and, you know, speaking of the uh, the the bruises on his neck from the hanging, I got to give him credit for that, too. Short film continuity, man. Yeah, that stayed the entire time. Um, yeah. I love the uh, alter ego representation of himself, the evil version of himself that you see in the mirror. And then you later see when you first get your good look at him, when he's banging on the door and Nicholas goes to look out the window and sees the like evil version of himself. I was like, oh shit, it's going down. Like this movie, I would love to see a feature film of this movie because not only like for one, uh, haunting movies, possession movies, they're still in vogue, so that's still really popular. And with everyone loving Split as much as everyone did, like combining those two would make for a really, really interesting movie. Because, like, did I mean the movie? Does the movie not feel like a haunting movie to y'all? Oh, of course yeah. it does. Like, yeah. the, like, and I've never thought and I about think that. that was the but beauty like, of it. yeah, because like. I could honestly see how someone who is like uh, mentally unstable and seeing things and hearing things, maybe they think their house is fucking haunted. Yeah, I mean, and and that's that's what I liked about it so much, man. Is I mean, it it completely conveyed the mental illness and still had the at the same time was fucking scary from using the supernatural aspects of it, and and, and so. You know, I mean, I think it was when it really comes down to it, man, I think it was a fucking it was a profound idea. Yeah, you know, it was, and, yeah, really good. And yeah, 
And and I think it would be I, I think if it's done right and and you know Colby and all the rest of the other guys have full creative uh, leniency to do whatever the fuck they want with it, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. If they do it the right way, I think it'll be fucking awesome. If this enters Clive Barker's contest, I will be rooting for this movie so hard. I want to see more of this movie, and I can't wait to see what they do. Um, especially like um, for a lot of us out there who do have uh, mental issues. Now, I don't have schizophrenia, um, but I do have mental issues, and like seeing things some people might not like the way it's portrayed but for me seeing something like this i go that dude was fighting even in my darkest moments i can fight too um and this that's really really important to me personally and i know it is for jay and i know it is for you too kenneth um so like i'm so worried about becoming schizophrenic like not even joking yeah, for real. I mean, it's like that is shit you will have to be on medication for for your whole life. And when you have to try to dude, think about the bitch of trying to like find the right type of medication when you're going through all of that shit to find the right kind of medication to actually get you stable. And I wonder if if that was part of the if he was he obviously wasn't taking his medication, but I wonder if it was because he was on the wrong medication because they were trying to find the right medication and he was just like, this isn't working. None of it's going to work. And he just automatically went like super negative about it. So. I don't know. I think the biggest thing to piss me off is not being able to sleep. Yeah, that's a, that's a bitch. Yeah, they just won't shut up and I can't go to sleep. That pissed me the fuck off. Yeah. So, uh, I, I guess let's rate this short film. Um, me, personally, 4.5 out of 5. I loved it. This is probably one of the best short films I've ever seen, and I can't wait to see this get turned into a full movie if it does. Um, Kenneth? I'm going to go with a 4.5 out of 5, and the only reason why they don't get a 5 out of 5 is because the only negative thing I've got to say about it is I think that that pulling away kind of almost like a Jaws-type uh, lens use for the front of the house was overused. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, I can see that. Um, I will say, uh, the the music they were using, the dun, 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 uh, what I don't even know how to describe it, but like I've heard that from somewhere and I haven't figured out where yet. Did that music sound really familiar to y'all? No, oh. no. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm dumb. So, Jay, and I'm usually pretty good about that. Yeah, for uh, Jay, what's uh, what do you, what do you rate this movie? Same. I'd say 4.5 out of 5. However, the the crew behind it, I'd like to see a feature film from. But I don't know if this concept could be stretched into an hour and a half and stay entertaining. Without, with the, I guess, if they showed more of him slipping into a psychosis, possibly. Um, but as it is, I don't know if it, if it could be stretched into a full hour and a half yeah i think it would definitely be tricky and hard but um i don't know maybe they've got something up their sleeve um so we'll wait and see so um hangman um by j colby doler was amazing we all gave it a 4.5 out of 5 you 
when this comes out, we will let you know uh, whether it comes out on YouTube, comes out on Vimeo, whatever it comes out on, we'll let you know because it is 100% worth a watch. So, by all means, go uh, go see it when you can because you can't right now. I don't know. We're special. We get to see it early. Um, but <laughs> we actually have another film that's uh, higher up on the independent film uh, market, and that's He Never Died. Featuring Henry Rollins, the man himself. Uh, Available for streaming on Netflix. Fun fact, his first starring role. Yeah, and it was not a TV party tonight. Uh, No. From 2015. um, Okay, so first of all, we're not reviewing this movie. We're going to give our rating and everything. But this is going to be a conversation piece, just like we did with The Witch. Major major spoilers ahead and also and okay now that you've heard major spoilers because i'm about to wait 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 wait. let me i want to add to major spoilers if you have not seen this movie i know sometimes people listen to reviews without watching movies but if you've not seen this movie i highly suggest watching it without learning anything about it that's how i went into it a friend of mine texted me he's like this movie was really good don't read the description. Don't watch a trailer. Just go watch the movie. And I did that, and it was it was a good experience. So if you haven't seen this movie, pause the podcast. Go watch the movie. Come back and finish the podcast. Don't even read the description. Just click the movie and click play as fast as you can. Yeah. The Netflix description gives away too much, but the IMDb one actually doesn't. The IMDb one is Jack, a social outcast, is thrust out of his comfort zone when the outside world bangs on his door and he can't contain his violent past. Netflix. That's a good way. Take notes. That is how you do it without fucking spoiling it. Um, now, I, I did what Jay said because Jay told me and Kenneth the same thing. Do not read anything. Do not read the description. Hit play. So that's what I did. I hit play and I watched it. Now, my other warning for this is we are going to get into the topic of religion in this, specifically um, Christianity and some slight Hebrew uh, action. So, if you are sensitive to those topics, you also you might just want to skip this whole thing. Um, but He Never Died came out 2015. It has a 6.4 out of 10 rating on IMDb. Um, came out December 18th. Um, the tagline was Bullets, Blood, Bingo, which I think is terrible. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, but it's funny. I, the, I'm going to butcher the director's last name, but Jason Krawczyk is how I think it's fucking said. I don't know. So um, I want to open this up first to Jay. Jay, you recommended this movie yeah, to us. Movie. So, Jay, take first bat. Let let us hear why you thought this movie was so good that you were like, guys, we have to do this movie. Like, because he was, you picked this movie for us to do back in like early December, I think. Late November, early December. I don't know. Whenever we had our conference call, I had suggested it. Um. Yeah, it was, it was, then it was before our. November-ish. Um, yeah. And then I said, okay. For sure we're going to do it, but we have to do our Christmas special, and then we have to do our New Year's Eve special before right. we do it. But after those, you've got it. We're doing it. So, Jay, tell us. Tell us everything, Jay. So, I don't know. I just – it was so 
I don't want to say uh, this is hard. So originality is really hard to come by because everything has been done. So it's it's how it's all presented, and it's presented as the way it's presented is just as as original as it can for a story about someone who can't die and has to eat people. Um, the twist at the end is fantastic. I don't know if we want to say that. Well, right we've away. already entered full spoiler territory, but all right. And, and you're so, going to have to, cause a lot of the things I have. That's true. Are that's based true. off Same that here. last like 10 minutes. So you, if again, if you, if you read, if you don't read the Netflix description, you just start the movie. You don't find out he's immortal until later into the movie when he first gets, uh, first gets shot. But, at the end of the movie, you find out that he's actually Cain from the Bible. And because he committed the first murder, he's cursed to kill over and over and over again and to just live forever. He's not allowed to die anymore. And so we start in present day and he's just like he just doesn't give a shit about anything because he's been alive for so long. He's like super blunt. Uh, he just doesn't care. And that's why my quote at the beginning of the movie is okay, because he says that a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. No matter what they say to him, he's just like, okay. His acting was fantastic in this. Oh, I yeah. Have, I have to go. Because oh, yeah. Henry Rollins can, can act. He is actually really, really talented. Um, and when I first started watching the movie, I was like thrown off because I was just like, um, what are you doing? Why are you like monotoning this this has to be a character thing this is not his acting i know he can act i've seen him in other yeah. shit this is this it is... took me a, it took me a minute to to get with it as well but once you get in it that's one of the funniest things in the movie yes is... yeah. this this movie has a ton of dark and dry humor that if you're not if you don't have that kind of sense of humor you'll just be like all right that's kind of stupid but there's a lot of things to laugh at in this movie too Yes, I I completely agree. I I really enjoyed his acting. It was his acting was probably the best thing in the movie for me. Um, and and I probably would have to say that dry humor was probably the best part of it for me. Yeah, the writing the, of dialogue in this movie was really really good. Yeah, and to me that was the, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and just flat out say it. To me, that was the only good thing about this movie. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into oh, this. Okay. My okay. Heart. Oh, okay. I'm so done. I'm going the, to make dinner. <laughs> the idea, the idea behind this movie is good. The execution, however, not so good. Um, this is a movie that gives you very little information. And at first, that's you're... what I loved about it. Okay. Well, that's actually on my notes. So look at one of my very first note is. Uh, there's subtle hints about him being immortal at first. Like, nothing is focused on, but there are things in frames. Like, all the scars he has, uh, the stuff in his trunk when he gets the the rent. Like, there's obviously, like, Old West revolvers and stuff like that just hanging out. I love that. Those little little, little tiny bits. Yeah, right. See, I didn't mind the fact of him being immortal and and, and all that. That, that was cool. You know, and 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 that was enjoyable until they explained who he was. Okay. When they explained who he was, it fucked me up. Hold on. I I don't actually have a problem with when they explained who. My problem is, is this. 
at the beginning of the movie, you are very intrigued as to what's going on. You're, you start off and you don't really understand the character and it takes you a little bit to get used to him. Then when you get used to him, you start caring. Um, they throw his daughter at you, but you never care about her. You never give a shit about her whatsoever. That's because he doesn't give a shit about the, her. The problem is, is the middle of this movie has some of the worst pacing I have ever seen. It gets down to a fucking crawl in the middle of this movie. And it burns out all the goodwill that the beginning set up for you. And you just, and for me, I just no longer cared what was going on. I just wanted something to fucking happen. And then when something does happen, when the movie kicks into gear with the diner scene, they don't fucking show you anything. You don't see anything. It's all implied, which I understand. It's probably for budget. That's okay. But you needed that because I just had to watch like 30 minutes of nothing fucking happening. And it felt like an hour and it was Uh, killing me. I didn't feel like that. And usually pacing is something that, that, really pisses me off when it's bad and i didn't feel like the pacing was bad at all on this one I, maybe yeah, you were more intrigued you know me i love slow burn movies slow burn movies is my shit the middle of this fucking movie was a snail's pace man oh I was man that's so, so that's fucking bored like, i'm not even upset but i'm it's intriguing to me that you both feel like that and i didn't isn't that weird like there's some sometimes there's just movies that like you will love and then everyone else is like that movie was fucking terrible. Are you dumb? Like the, like the dialogue, the dialogue kept me entertained. Seeing his daily routine kept me entertained. Like it was just, I don't know. I, it was I, just entertaining to me, the, even when it was slow. The problem is, is the other characters in the movie, they can't get anything done because he refuses to give them anything. So you don't care about his daughter. You don't care about his love interest. You don't care about any of that at all that's part of that's part of what i don't know maybe i identify with him because i there's very few people i actually care about and i don't like talking to people who are not in that that circle like i hate small talk i hate small talk of every level and so the way he's acting i was like yeah i get it buddy i haven't been around for thousands of years but i get it (laughs) and so just seeing everyone try and interact with him is is part of what I liked about it. Yeah. Now, see, I think it was the character development for me. It's not him. You know what I'm saying? Him, I can totally understand him being the way he is. You know, being it's just a complete, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck kind of person. I can totally get that. But the character development for the story itself, like I honestly believe, and I gave a complete scenario earlier today about how I just think his daughter shouldn't even be there. You could take her out of the movie, and the movie would flow just fine. She, without her in it. But she's part of his redemption. No, there. No, she's not part of his redemption. She is there as a fucking poorly written plot device, so that he has something. Because he he fucking forgets about her. She gets kidnapped, and he fucking convicts. Like you could take her out, and just make the waitress the important part. Because I actually think he would go after the waitress more than he would his daughter because the only reason it even turns out he even seems to give a shit about going for his daughter is because of the waitress. Right. He even makes a point of saying it later that he didn't give a shit about his daughter. 
He even makes. He doesn't a give point. a shit about anybody, though. I'm I talking know, about in the in the whole end of it, in the whole climax. He straight up says that he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. The only reason why he's getting her is because I, I can't even remember what he said, but it wasn't because he gave a fuck. It was because he was trying to get somewhere. I think he was more pissed. He. The biggest reason he wanted to kill the dude at the end was because the dude made him fall off his sobriety train. That's yeah. it. He made him feel uncomfortable. And, and that's that's fucking it. That's like, you don't care about the waitress. You don't care about the daughter. You want to care. You really, really want to care. And you just don't. And, and the, because the movie in the middle is so slow to a crawl. And then you have the, the scene at the diner. Where stuff starts so, picking up. What's what's the last scene? What is the last scene before the slowness that you consider where it starts to slow down? Because I want to be on the same page as you guys. Uh, uh, so the geez. diner's when it picks back up, but when does it start slowing down for you? After he shows up. Uh, you know, it's about the time. Okay, I, it's either, and I can't remember which one of these comes first. Um, is it the bingo hall? It's either bingo hall was darted, but it's like right after he leaves from the two thugs beating up his blood meat dealer. That was okay. like the last big thing that happened. And then everything in there, everything in the middle is supposed to be where we have character development. And we don't. And and that's the problem. This That is a big problem. Like I wrote in my notes how this movie would have been great as a tv series as a graphic novel as a, now i know what you're gonna say jay i'm getting to that graphic novel <laughs> comic book novella and apparently they are working on trying to get a uh tv series miniseries something like that done with the director and henry rollins and if they do that i will give it a second chance because this movie is like a s- episode of supernatural that is what it feels like and if you cut the middle out where we don't have any character development and shorten it down i think it would probably have been a lot more entertaining um so i agree and if you took the daughter out because the only reason why she was there to me i mean i I thought she was cute that's about it she was a typical chick the same thing with uh with uh, the waitress lady she was funny at the end of it because she was raising hell or whatever you know because she was so uncomfortable but to me the best fucking character in this entire movie next to Henry Rollins was the dude that was taped up in the bathtub. Oh, my God. That dude was great. <laughs> that, was, that, was that, my, that was a fun I've got scene. That, I've got that wrote down as the best scene in the fucking movie. That was a fun scene. That, so you're not I literally laugh my ass like off. It. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, so and, – and, and then the ending of the movie where we find out that all of this is because Henry Rollins, for some reason, I'm not really sure why – Henry Rollins killed this dude's dad he used to work for. Henry Rollins used to be a bodyguard or something for this guy. And for some reason, he killed him. Um, Now, Jay, did I miss something or did they say why? Here's the thing. It can't be out of boredom because he said he was doing so well. Not killing people, not eating meat, not drinking blood, not doing shit. And this guy made him fall off the fucking bandwagon so either so i guess either the dad that he killed did something to make him fall off the bandwagon and so he killed or or he went on the wagon after he killed his dad or maybe but it doesn't but literally that means he's been doing this sober thing for less than a year 
Well, I mean, when you have to eat people to survive. And that's the, uh, like, okay, well, I don't want to get into that yet, because I've got, we'll get into that shit, too. Um, but, so, the, the, the end scene where he's like, the best part of the movie to me is the last fucking, uh, it's right when he slams the guy's head down on the bar that he's going to kill, and he goes, I'm going to kill you, but I want you to know I'm also going to eat you. From right there till the fucking end of the movie, that is amazing. I I literally, when I went to go watch the movie for a second time today, I watched it for like 15 minutes and said, yeah, you know what? Fuck this. Let me jump to the last 10 minutes. <laughs> and that's what I did. And you know what? I, the, I enjoyed the, the first 15 minutes and the last 10 minutes. Um, and, and when he talks to the guy that we've randomly seen walking around that I was like, if he turns into a fucking skeleton dragon like Hellraiser, I'm going to be pissed. No, that guy's death. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And, and, okay, so, Jay, you think that that guy is death? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm in, I'm in agreement with you. I think it's death. I'm 100% sure it's death. Well, I mean, maybe not 100%, but I'm, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that's who it's supposed to be. Kenneth, are you on board with that? Yeah, at first, like I told you earlier, at first I thought it was it could possibly have been God, but then when he really went into his fucking rant, because that's what I thought before that. Once he really went into his rant, I changed it, and I was just like, yeah, it's got to be death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So actually, the very first time I watched it, I misunderstood, and I thought it was God, and then when I watched it this time, I picked up so much more stuff, and I realized that it's it's supposed to be death. Yeah. So okay. So now that you understand why. Kenneth and I have a problem with the uh, plot, the, the, the pacing, uh, the story. Let's get into Jack himself. Let's get into Kane. I, okay, this movie gives you a lot of mystery, and it's the mystery that's supposed to hook you. The problem with this in this movie is... The ending of it does not answer your questions, so you have to go research. They give you very little to go on, and you're supposed to go figure it out yourself. What the, question What okay. question is unanswered? Because I want to see if it's stuff I picked up from the movie. Because I, I did go and look stuff up, too. Okay. But I'm curious as to what... Um, for, okay, first of all, you have to have a biblical knowledge of Cain from the Bible, which I do. I... I was uh, raised in the Christian Christian faith. My grandfather was a preacher. Uh, he was he was grooming me to to become a preacher. I know a lot about the Bible. I have read it. I I know a, a decent amount. So I have a working knowledge of Cain from the Bible. I don't know where they got their version of Cain from because it's not from the fucking Bible um, at all. At, like fucking at all. Even even the the Hebrew version and the Hebrew theories uh, are, are fucking different. So the problem is is they they tell you it's Cain, and they give you a warped version of Cain's curse, and then you go and research and realize they mixed up mythologies. They created mythologies. They interpreted things in weird fucking ways. To make their movie. The problem with... That would be fine normally. If they explained it to you in the movie. But if you have to go research yourself. If you care enough to do that. Which obviously all three of us did. You start going... Well this doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Um, 
Now, Jay, I don't know how much you know about Kane, but what's what did you go research? So, before my research, I knew that Kane was the first, like he committed the first murder. So I knew mm-hmm. that much. Um, I didn't know anything about him after the event. Okay. So when I looked, when I started doing some research, um, I looked up the curse of Cain, and what I was able to to pick up was that he was like he's forced to be a wanderer and like wander the earth, and the movie translated that into him being a mortal as opposed to just walking around until he's dead. Um, and then they, as far as I know, anyway, they added that because he committed the first murder. He has to now kill to survive, which is where the eating part comes from. Because okay. you can't See, obviously eat someone who's alive. I And then I assumed that the scars on his back, the two long scars that made it look like maybe wings were there, was supposed to be the mark of Cain. Okay. So, okay, first of all, I do want to say, because you, you've brought this up twice now, he has to eat people to survive. I don't think they, in this movie, clearly tell you why he has to eat people. Why he has to drink blood, any of that. I don't, they do not make it sound like he needs to do it to survive because apparently he's been doing it for a year. They need it, he needs to do it to not become insane, is what it more, is what the movie conveys to me is that he does it, he has to do it to keep his sanity, but as long as he stays in his little world, he almost doesn't have to do it. He can be like almost clearly good until he gets knocked off that horse and made uncomfortable so this is this is where some of the subtlety comes in and i'll tell you so eating the people as after he after he eats that one guy's neck or whatever he does um his behavior changes drastically like he tells her when they first go to the bingo hall he tells her i don't like to have more than two i don't want to have to focus on more than two and then he's got like 20 of them after he eats people um, and obviously he has way more anger issues and he's just becomes more, more full of energy, good or bad. He's all jacked up on meth. Yeah. Right. But to me, so, this no, is wait, wait, all... let me finish okay. my thought. So if you look the very first time he picks up the, the blood from the dude, he puts it in his fridge. Then when he goes to put in the next thing, the first one's gone. So he's not eating people, but he is still drinking blood. So he no, has a constant there. diet. No, there's only one. I there's only it. one. He puts the he puts the second package in, and there isn't a second package of the first one. Because the because the second one doesn't sit in there all the way. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't lay down completely. Well, in that ruins my whole fucking theory. I I don't I don't <laughs> I didn't look, so I don't really know. So we'll have to like look into that. But to me, it feels like. It's more of a addiction than like needed for survival. Like because you're right, he That's his behavior changes when he partakes in them, and it's almost like he needs it to like like get him back to normal. He has to like take in this stuff, which gives him that high. But once that's done, he goes back to normal. But when he starts getting all like fucking antsy and jittery and can't like concentrate, he can't. He can no longer focus. That's the reason he wants two cards. He can just focus on two cards. That's it. Like, he, it's very simple. It's very, everything in his life is very simple. And when it gets all chaotic, he gets uncomfortable. He has to go and get high to come back down to get back into that state. That, that's, 
that's a good observation. That's what made me think it's less of need to survive and more to uh, keep that a makes stable a mind. Lot of sense. And that might not be a curse thing as much as maybe he killed so much in his life that he he just became really addicted. There is a thing that he says where he basically calls himself Vlad Tepley's um, and was impaling people, which, okay, so let's talk about Kane. I'm going to give a quick rundown of Kane. Kane the, the actual Kane from yes, the Bible? Yes, the actual okay. Kane from the Bible. And we'll also, because I know Kenneth wants to get into it, we'll get into the uh, parent theory. So... Cain in the Bible was the firstborn child of Adam and Eve. He is the first uh, naturally born person of the world. Um, and Abel was his brother. Um, and they like came out right after each other. So the reason Cain killed Abel is because God favored Abel's sacrifices to him more than he fabled Cain. This caused Cain to be jealous. And he then took a rock and killed Abel, and Abel's blood was spilled upon the earth. Uh, the curse given to Cain for this, one, God asked Cain where Abel was, and he said, I am not my brother's keeper, whereas that's where that uh, motto comes from, in case everyone didn't know. Um, Cain lied about it and said, I'm not my brother's keeper, I don't know. And God's like, dude, I know. I'm, I'm fucking God, Okay. I know shit. <laughs> so, uh, it even goes into the ground. Yes. Telling him. And this is the where I'm telling God. Yeah. And so God says, uh, let me pull the actual quote. Cause I have it saved. Um, to, 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 uh, where is it? Okay. You knew- now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which open its mouth to receive your brother's blood. From your hand. I believe it is this quote that they took and turned it into a vampiric thing, which is completely wrong because this quote leads into them talking about the earth will no longer be fruitful and grow crop for Cain. Cain shall never once again be able to uh, grow crops. He will never be able to be self-sustained. And, and that, the reason why this is so important is because the difference between Cain and Abel is Cain was more of a farmer and Abel was a shepherd. Cain was the one that tilled the ground and his and his offering to God was fruit, stuff from his, from his farming for the ground. Yes, which and is And so that was his thing. That was, he him growing things was his thing. And yeah. so that's the reason why it made it even worse. Yes. So I believe they took that quote and turned that into the vampiric thing, which I I don't know if they were just like, well, it talks about blood going into the ground, so fuck it, we're doing this. Or <laughs> what? Um, but that's where that come from. Okay, so then we go into Cain, uh, the mark of Cain. God marks Cain, and in the Bible, it does not tell you how, where, when, why, what it looks like, nothing. You know nothing. Now, this is important because... This goes into the theories of Cain's parentage. Uh, Kenneth, do you want to take over that part? Yeah. Um, the theory behind this is is that basically Eve cheated when, you know, the serpent was there. Some, uh, some of the Hebrew texts uh, go into the fact that she may have lay with the serpent 
um, she may have lay with any of the other fallen angels. And so that Cain was kind of like a Nephilim. And, you know, all these things are just different theories. A lot of them are in the, uh, 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 was it the Dead Sea Scrolls or the Talmud? I can't remember. But it was either in one or the other or both. But those are, that's the reason why they think Cain, why they, they, their theories on why Cain was so different from his brother, because his brother Abel was a pure spirit versus Cain. Cain, they think that Cain was not. Yeah. And now, and this, so that's the reason why he was evil. Yeah. And this is important for the movie because the scars that they put on Jack's back are, you know, obviously a reference to angel wings, which Cain never had uh, because he was a human. Now, and we don't know what, now we don't know what the mark of Cain was. It, it, it could have been that. I don't think it would be that unless it had to do with uh, Cain's uh, maybe parentage being a fallen angel or the serpent. There's a reference somewhere of them thinking that it had to have been a mark on his body, but I can't remember where it is. Yes, it, it, it has to be a physical mark, or we assume because God says, I have given you the mark of Cain. You will not be killed by your, basically, you will not be killed by your fellow man because if someone would try to hurt you, they themselves will get it back sevenfold. And basically it was like, Cain will not die by a, another human's hand. Cain will die by how he killed. So Cain actually does die in the Bible. Um, when he is around a uh, hundred, somewhere between 130 to 150 years old, he establishes a um, a city for his son Enoch, um, the city of Enoch. Um, and he, he does have other kids, but his first one's Enoch. Um, at some point after that, he is building a house out of stones. And while in this house, the house crumbles and falls on him and he kills him. And he dies by being hit by rocks, which is important because that's how he killed Abel. Right. He died by the way he killed sevenfold. Um, now, having that knowledge of Cain, we know, one, Cain died in the, in, in the Bible. We know that Cain did not have to eat flesh or drink blood. He did have to be a wanderer, but he really only had to be a wanderer because the earth would not give him anything. So he basically had to wander because he was married. He had a wife. He had children. Like... He basically lived a nomadic existence. He was banished out of Eden. Well, they were all banished out of Eden by this point. Anyway, yeah. by the time they were born. Um, so, when someone watches this movie and then goes, looks up that stuff, they're going to read all that and be like, okay, well, you know what? What if Cain did live? Well, apparently he's a really good swimmer because he survived the flood also. Because we have to assume that this world did 100% fall under biblical law that means well, the world is actually flooded that's the only thing that can kill him too. is getting hit in the hit in the head with the rock then drowning well, wouldn't matter and he doesn't yeah, drown there, in the movie too there are things and god i can't remember where i found it but oh, that, there are things that's where they point. talk about uh, jay that's a where, good point i did not catch that i i'm sorry to interrupt you but that's the point he did not drown in that freezing cold water that is proof that he could survive a flood i'm sorry kenneth go ahead 
But there are things about the rest of the family being killed in the flood. Yes, there is. Um, the rest of the family. There, yeah, the sons and all the rest of that. There are things about the rest of them being killed in the flood. Yeah. So, um, that's that's my problem with this movie is that while the mystery and, at the beginning is very intriguing, it doesn't give you enough information. So you have to research on your own, and when you do. It does not line up. They they just changed way too much stuff uh, in, the, in the weirdest time, way. The only place that I can find any, any kind of stuff about Cain being a vampire or anything is from that, from that game, Vampire the Masquerade. And that shit came out within the past 30 years. That that's the only thing that I can find. And the, and, and the backstory behind that is that Cain uh, he wandered, and when he wandered outside of Eden, he ran into Lilith. And when he ran into Lilith, he realized that uh, she had supernatural powers just because she had laid with demons and so on. And uh, he ended up drinking her blood to get her powers, and that's how he became a vampire. But that does not follow the biblical story at all. And also, on top of that, it, like I said, it was done for the Vampire Masquerade uh, role-playing game yeah and like i said i have no problem with them changing the story at all i am completely okay with that but you have to explain that properly this there there are movies that take a mystery and at the end of it have no don't have answers for you and they do it well like digging up the mirror that i just saw or the japanese movie suicide club both of those do that topic fantastic if I go and research, I either find fucking nothing or I find an actual explanation. And even with Digging Up the Marrow, Adam Green purposely did not explain that movie. There is no explanation for it. He does not want you to know the answers because if he does the second one, he has an idea. And for this one, it's in the same thing. There is a possibility that when they put out this TV show, if they get it done, and I hope they do. I really do because I would love... I. I like the general idea of this movie. I just did not like the execution. So if they put out a series, I will 100% watch a season one at minimum. So I did, I did read that they were designing this movie as sort of a pilot to get a TV show greenlit. So they're that, I mean, bad choice, a good choice that at least explains some of the, maybe the missing information that we, would need to get a better picture of this guy and everything else that's going on. Yeah, but the issue with that is, is there's there's going to be when people watch this, they're going to have one or two conclusions. They are either going to say that none of this makes sense. I'm fucking done. Or they're going to be like, I'm really intrigued. I just need them to explain themselves. I would rather see a series. So hopefully, more people fall into the intrigued. I need to see a series category because they actually watch. Because while I did not like this movie. I am intrigued. Um, I don't. I, the execution was bad, and I would watch. I would watch more if they do it. Um, yeah, I mean, because I completely agree with Jerry. You know, if you're gonna make, I have no problem taking a uh, with taking a story like that and completely changing around. I have no problem with it. You know, but if you're not gonna completely explain what you're doing and just leave it for for people to figure out, then there's no point in doing what you're doing. So. You know, I completely agree with Jerry on that point of it. So if a, if a series comes up, I'll watch it. Now, see, I felt they gave us 
they gave, for my tastes anyway, they gave me just enough information to be satisfied. It, it literally, when I sent y'all that picture in Messenger, that was when the credits were rolling. I had my Bible out. I had my Book of Enoch now, out. I had the whole deal. I went straight into research from it. So, and that's the bad thing about it. Okay. Uh, Jay, you don't have a lot of, like, off the top of the head biblical knowledge, right? Um, not, I wouldn't say it's encyclopedic, but I know... But you, I know the you, major stories. I was raised in Catholic school, and when I was younger, I did a ton of research on a bunch of different religions. Okay, so I think the, with this movie, I think the reason this movie worked for you and did not work for Kenneth and I is because I think Kenneth and I have a slightly bit more detailed knowledge of the like story oh, I, I wouldn't and, doubt it. and mythos, and I think... And so it automatically sends me and Kenneth going, well, that doesn't make sense. Let me research. And for you, you were like, well, that was pretty fucking cool because you don't have the detailed knowledge of Kane for it to come off contradicting. And I think if I was in that same position as you, I think I would have thought the middle of the movie was still really bad pace. But I think the ending would have had would have been a bigger payoff for me and I would have enjoyed it more. See, I think I mean. I don't know for sure. It's always hard to, to talk about situations you're not in. But I feel like I would still would have enjoyed it regardless of my amount of knowledge because I don't, I don't care if they change everything. They took a basic, a basic idea and twisted and translated into what it was for the movie. And I still would have been okay with that because I don't need it to sync up. It, wasn't, it took a story from the Bible and altered it to fit the movie. It doesn't need to sync up with the Bible, in my opinion. Well, I, Kenneth and I actually agree with you. We've stated we don't mind them doing that, but they have to give enough information to back their story, and they just did not do that. Yeah, like, like for instance, it in a movie like this, in my in my personal opinion, it's either all or nothing. You know, if if, if you're going to if you're going to do a movie like this then I think the movie would have been better if it's a standalone movie. No show or nothing comes later. If it was just a standalone movie, if they wouldn't have called him Cain, if he was just some immortal or whatever else, and left no major mythology in, in it, I think it would have been a better movie. Yeah, because so, it's either all or nothing. But yeah. I like the twist. Like, I just don't... It just doesn't bother me that the, the information that was missing, that doesn't bother me enough to not like the movie because it didn't really alter it enough for me to to care that it wasn't there. Like clearly I, you know, there's stuff about the character that I'd like to, I'd like to know, but what was missing wasn't enough for me to, to be turned off. See, and see, and, and, and when I look at it like that, man, I mean, it's like the only reason why I can't get on board with the way you're looking at it is because number one, I obviously pick shit apart way too much, but on top of that, you know, I, I can't get on board with it is because I think that what they were trying to do when they were when they said when he when he revealed himself as being Kane is that was the money shot. You know what I'm saying? That that was what was supposed to bring it all together and make it and make it this solid story. And it didn't. It didn't to me. And, and I think that's the reason why I think that's what fucked it up for me is that is the fact that, you know, that was supposed to be the Big Bang and it wasn't a Big Bang to me. It was like. Okay, this guy's Kane, and all this other kind of shit doesn't make sense now. 
Yeah. And, and, but see, it, it does make sense within the, again, this is just to me. I'm not trying to, to argue. I'm just giving my perspective, but it makes sense to me once you get to the end of the movie. So he says that he's Cain kind of just in passing. He's just like, well, I don't know if it matters, but I'm in the Bible. And he just kind of says it. But at the end, when he's talking about, when he's yelling at death, he's like, why? Why am I like this? Did that, did he, that little shit mean so much to you? Like, it doesn't, he's saying that that's the information we need right there. I was Cain. I killed Abel. Because I killed Abel, I'm immortal. Yeah. That's that's all the information I need right there. I'm like, okay, cool. And then that that's it. I don't need anything else past that explained. I mean, I'd like to know more about his past. Like, I'd like to know why he why he eats flesh in the first place, if that, like you said, if that's part of him needing to survive or if it's just an addiction he picked up after being alive for thousands of years. Um, but as far as the information presented to as why he isn't dead, I thought there was plenty of it. And then that scene right there, I'm sorry, Jerry, go ahead. I keep interrupting you. No, go ahead, because I'll, I'll, I gotta, go ahead. You got it. And, 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 you know, contrary to Jerry, and probably you, that's actually, that scene is actually what I got wrote down as the scene that I hated the most. Really? I love, I it. I love that scene, but you know what scene yeah. I love even more? Right after that, when the waitress comes in and is like, you have to help your daughter. And he's like, uh, and she's like, what is more important? And he looks back at the guy that he's trying to kill. <laughs> and she's like, really? And the guy dying yeah, so behind him is funny. just like, go please go like that scene was hilarious uh, and i just wanted to say that light in the mood real quick but i i, I don't have I, go henry ahead, rollins's acting his acting was superb he, oh, yeah. he he pulled off that frustration and everything together he he did great the dialogue is what i hate i um, hated the dialogue i did not it did not his screaming at god thing did not bother me i think it could have been done a little bit better to give us a better clearer verification of things but for jay jay got everything he needed from this story he he got enough kenneth and i did not because to us it doesn't make sense and that's why i said i like the idea i just don't like the execution because in a show where they could have strung this along and explained stuff as we went through, you know, a, you know, 10 hour, 12 hour series, it would have worked way better. But this movie, much like the witch and much like the village, the reason I don't like it is because it's such missed potential as to where the witch, if they would have taken out the witch and made it more psychological, I would have loved it uh, with the village. If they would have just gone with either a drama or a horror, I would have loved it instead of playing both sides of the field with this one, they either should have gave us more information to back the mythos that they are creating for us to understand their version of the mythos better. Or I don't even have another thing. They just should have done that. And and that right there is is all if they would have done that a little bit better, which I don't know if they could have done it in a movie. But in a TV series, this would have been phenomenal. I think they would have had way more room to flush out that story and back their mythos. Because to me, the problem with this movie is it does not have a backbone for its mythos. It's I don't have a problem with them taking a story uh, from the Bible and changing it and giving it a new coat and making it eat uh, humans. I'm fine with that. 
You can you can fucking eat the meat, wear the flesh. I don't give a shit. But you got to back your mythos. You can't just assume that we're going to accept that we don't know what's going on and we'll wait. I, I can't. I can't do that. You should have backed but it's it just, more. It's just a fact that's presented. Like, he eats people. That's it. That's 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 the only explanation you need. He does it. It's a fact. It's in there. Why do you need to know why he eats people? Because I want to know. Because they made yes, a lot you, of no, fuck. Yes, you want to know, and that's supposed to build the intrigue. It's more it's, and leave it open for discussions and it's, stuff. Then it's more than wanting to know, because they propose that like it's part of his curse. It is something that they use to, because the whole mythos here is the curse of Cain, and they make. Being immortal, walking the earth, eating meat, all this shit, uh, part of his myth. They almost make his whole apathy part of this of, of this mythos, but that also could have just been he just grown apathetic from fucking thousands upon thousands of years of killing people and just doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Um, but that's the problem is is I have to I it is a fact that's presented, but it's not a it's it's not backed up by its story. It's not, that's like me just fucking, I made a dollar doing something. And then the whole movie's about that, but I never tell you how I made that dollar. It's fucking. Oh, see, that that just didn't bother me. I, I, and, I, and I understand that. And like, like I completely, after, I, after talking with you about it, I see why you like this movie. I understand that. I can even get behind it, but... I can only get behind it if they turn this into if it, if a TV series comes out of this, then I can look back at this movie and go, this movie's good now that I have the TV <laughs> show to right. give a backbone to the mythos. But for me, I, I need I need to know why you're changing the mythos. I need to know why. You have to make it make sense, and they 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 answer questions that we never got to ask. Because we don't know what questions to properly ask. That's fair, I guess. <laughs> um, one more thing, I just wanna—I want your guys' opinions on um, when he first eats that person and he's like on his his high uh, and he's walking around town. He purposely goes after people who are assholes and deserve it. He tests two different people and then leaves them alone. But then the last group of people, the ones that like threaten him with the gun, he goes after. Yeah, I I guess he's trying to now, be a better person. I don't know. Right, that's what I'm asking about because at the very end, he, when he's holding that guy's throat, he's like, "I've killed nine year olds. Why would I even worry about killing you?" Oh, maybe it's because he redemption. Maybe if he becomes a better person, if he gets that redemption that you brought up earlier, Jay, like if he gets that, maybe God will forgive him if he does good. Well, maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. That's the only. Maybe thing I can finally let him die. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, that's fair. I, I just noticed it because he he bumped into that one guy and he was like, "My bad, dude." And he was like, "Fuck, I can't eat you." And he dropped his money, and the guy was like, "Hey, don't drop your money." And he was like, "Shit." And then the other guy was like, "Yo, homie, I'll fucking cut you." And he was like, "Oh, okay, I'll eat you." And then he also asked his age too, which was interesting compared to at the end when he said he had killed kids before. Yeah, you know. Uh, another thing that I noticed in this movie that it's completely pointless, but was one of my favorite things. So when he first gets shot in the hand in the beginning of the movie and he squeezes his hand and blood comes out, 
the next scene is at the diner, right? Like yes. The very next scene is at the diner. The picture hanging above his head is an old advertisement for freshly squeezed lemonade. <laughs> I did not pick that up. I that's thought funny. that was the funniest shit ever to me. That's pretty funny. I, I don't know why. It was just absolutely hilarious. And I had to bring that up. So I guess... um. Hey, we, we, there's one thing that we haven't talked about. Special uh, effects, man. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. The gore, I like the gore and the and the action at the end scene when he's just like walking into the shotgun and, and takes out those two guys. That was all really good. Uh, I like that it imitated Friday the 13th Part 6 and made all the good kills off fucking camera. I think the biggest thing I hated, and I hate this in most of the things that I watch, is the very first really good one where he tears dude's throat out right before he eats the guy, eats his throat and goes on his high. The CGI blood spurt. Yeah, CGI blood spurt. I fucking hate that. I, I kind of give it a pass now just because it's like, well, in this day and age, they're gonna do CGI blood spurt. They just that's just what they do. I don't know why they prefer it to 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 anything else, but that's what they do. And I kind of just give it a pass now as that's just the age we're in. I just I'm I'm gonna continue to bitch about it because I hate it. It looks it looks so shitty though. I mean it's yeah, just like I, you it's, can clearly see it. You know what? It's it's not really horror, but it's it's kinda in the cult movie status. You know what movie did it that really upset me that it did it? was one of the last Zatoichi movies. And I don't know if either of you are familiar with the Zatoichi sto- series. I've seen the older ones. They they are So it's a series of movies about a blind swordsman who's also a masseuse, and he's just getting into these, these situations. But he's like Daredevil, essentially. He can hear super good, and he fights people. But they were some of the first movies to use, like, like blood cut off limbs, you know, kind of like the Lone Wolf and Cub movies. But the same actors played the same dude from, like, the 60s all the way to 2011, I think, is the last one they made. But they added CGI blood to it. I'm like, these movies have been around forever. You don't need CGI blood. What are you doing? This is the most pointless use of it. You're not, like, some weird independent movie. Just spray your red liquid when he cuts you in half. That's all I want. Yeah. So this dude is blind and he fights with a sword? Yes, because he hears everything really good. Have you good. never like, heard like, of he's the, like Daredevil. The Zato, the, the, I can never say this fucking name. I just say it's Zatoichi. Zatoichi series. Have you, really, Kenneth? I figured you would have known about this series. No, but the 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 the, the, the plot that y'all are talking about kind of sounds like this movie called Blind Fury with Rutger Hauer in it. Uh, yeah, I've seen Blind Fury. It, it's it's the same principle, but these all take place in uh, like medieval Japan. I kind of figured you would, you would have seen that movie. Me and you're kind of on the same page when it comes to action. Yeah, yeah. You should look up a couple of them. You don't really need to see them in order, um, but they're good. They're good movies. Like in the first one, there's one scene. He he likes to gamble, and it's a dice game where you shake cups, you shake dice in like a Yahtzee cup, and you just bet whether it's going to come out odd or even. And he, I guess, he can hear <laughs> hear when the dice are gonna are gonna land, so he always wins. And like he clears out this gambling house. And five of the dudes follow him into the woods, and um, they've got a lantern. And so they're like, hey, you you owe us money. You ripped us off. And he blows out their lantern, and you just hear, 
and then the lantern comes back on and they all just fall over. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's great, great samurai movies. Yeah, I actually really, really enjoy. I've seen some of the 60s and 70s ones. Um, okay, so let's get into um, rating this movie. Um, Jay, let's let you go first so you can so we can have so, like, the good one right dis- off the bat. Well, despite how much I talk about liking it, I just I it's it's a three point five for me. It's nice middle of the road, but I really I really enjoyed it. It's just not it's not a perfect movie and by any means. Okay, solid three point five. Um, Kenneth, where are you at? Are we doing the one through five? Yes, sir. Two. <laughs> two. I, I'm actually right with you. I'm a two. Um, I don't hate it, but I don't like it. I did. I would never sit through this again unless a series comes out. I I tried to sit through it today and just could not do it. And y'all know me. I watch like every movie we're gonna review two or three times. It's true. Um, and yeah, I, just, I mean, I probably won't watch it again. I might just to see if I've missed any if I've missed anything, but. I doubt it. I probably won't watch it again unless a ser- and I'm with you unless a series comes out. See, I the reason I don't think I have to rewatch it to see if I missed everything is cuz there's not a lot of important dialogue in this movie. And I feel like you will catch all the important dialogue the first time through. Hell, I was so like invested in the first uh like part 1 of this movie that I saw the fresh squeezed lemonade sign. And then in the middle of it, I'm like looking at every single thing possible just because I'm trying to find something interesting. <laughs> and 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 what what's sad about that is is it's like you know don't get me wrong you know people out there that are listening to us we are not talking bad about Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins is a really good actor, and I thought his acting was on point in this movie. But when it really comes down to it, I probably won't watch this again just for Henry Rollins. If I want to see Henry Rollins. You know what I'm saying? I watch some of his stand-up. Uh, I watch some of his speeches. Or fuck, I will watch him in Sons of Anarchy. I really don't need to watch this again for Henry Rollins. You can but, watch the opening ten minutes of Bad Boys too. I yeah, will, that too. Uh, <laughs> I will just watch Black Flag music videos. I don't really right. Um, so I that yeah too. yeah I I do think this is a movie that uh, you need to watch yourself. Now, if you've listened to this whole thing without watching the movie. You probably know whether you want to watch it or not at this point. You're either but like I'm mad at you. Just keep that in mind. If you've listened to this without watching the movie, I'm mad at you. Yes, you. No, no, no. Put down that drink. I am angry at you. Uh, I make that joke all the time in my game case videos where I t- blame <laughs> the audience for something. I'm like, no, you. Yeah, you. You're judging me. I do that all the time. Um. So yeah, that's that's. He never died. Um, it is definitely. It was obviously a polarizing movie for us. Um, we were on both sides of the fence for this one. So yeah, um, our these are the best episodes though. Our our next show is going to be one of two. If we have enough time, we are going to do Alien versus the Thing as our first like. Uh, for lack of a better piece. yeah comparison piece movie fight whatever you want to call it if we don't have enough time we will probably give y'all Dracula and then we'll do the episode after that will be uh, the thing versus Alien just depends because I'm going on vacation so I'm going to lose an entire week and uh, 
When you what, going they got vacation? fucking computers in Florida? No, well, I mean, I'm going to be working on the, uh, the, the, the groundwork of what Alien vs. Thing, like, how we're going to do the episode. But I'm not going to have time to watch Alien vs. Alien, Alien the Thing. Uh, I'm not going to have time to watch Alien and The Thing multiple times to take all my notes. Like, I'm just not going to have time to do that on vacation. I'll just be working I might, on I might, notes and groundwork. I might watch both the movies separately and then set up two TVs. And play them at the, the same, same time? time. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man, and they sync up with Pink Floyd. Amazing. <laughs> I didn't know this before. If you watch Alien watch while you're watching The Lion King at the same time, it means nothing. <laughs> but um, I may do that and have that one headphone with fucking the thing in it and the other oh, headphone Jesus. with alien in it. And then we get uh, we try and contact you and it turns out you've died from some kind of weird aneurysm. He died yeah. of dysentery. Um, so, uh, overexposure to amazingness. Yeah. So <laughs> those are what our next episodes are going to be. One of those two. Uh, well, our next two episodes are those episodes. Um, we do have a lot of cool stuff planned down the road. We've got ideas. We have a list of movies that we want to do. Um, I know I myself, I've got like five or six movies that I want to do for Kill the Cast as soon as I possibly can. I sure hope the next movie I suggest you both hate again. Uh, I'm sure we will. Um, <laughs> uh, so we'll see. We'll see. This is what happens when you don't love Universal monster movies and you don't give them five out of fives, Jay. I guess so. You better, Dracula better be a five out of five, motherfucker. Or you should have completely taken my side on the witch. If you had one hundred percent completely taken my side, we wouldn't be having this having this long uh, conversation that we had. It's oh, your fault. Okay. I agree. Mattel. <laughs> just like I'll give I'll uh, give you leeway on the Universal Monsters, but you didn't completely take my side on the witch. Does it not make <laughs> you feel I better? Like it that everyone <laughs> else thinks the witch is that like. Like Dave Z of Exploding Heads and like Watson of Horror Corridor, they think I'm crazy for not liking this movie. They like love this movie. It was like in their top movies of 2016. Um, I can't, I can't remember which. Yeah, like I am in the minority, (laughs) the extreme minority. There's like me and three other people in the world that didn't like The Witch. Literally, we have a fan. I'm awesome, and I'm one of them. (laughs) Yeah, like. That just did not like the witch. It it, it just didn't. Um, and like Jamie, uh, Jamie from Skeleton Crew, Evil Episodes, liking it. Seven hundred other fucking podcast because she's insane and can do that. She loved the witch and doesn't understand the hate that the witch gets. Like so, see that we have something in common. Yeah, like there are so many more people that love the witch than don't like the witch. And me and Jay just happen to. And Jay was actually really nice in that conversation. He was very much kind of like, well, I didn't really like it. It wasn't bad. It just didn't like it. Like, he was very almost on the fence of liking it. And me, I just absolutely garbage. Just because you're wrong. Cause I, <laughs> that's it. That's all there is to it. You're fucking wrong. That's you're, it. You're fucking wrong. Oh, man. You get no points. You know what was really garbage? And I probably you both would Ooh, be surprised by A this. Nightmare on Elm Street. No. Resident, the newest Resident Evil. Now, I hadn't seen the last two in theaters because I had just been renting them because they weren't, they just, the quality went downhill after the first one. But it was the last one. It was Tuesday, which means it was $6. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go see the last one. 
The and best one in the series was the second one. No, I disagree. I like the first the one. one. And... It actually is a zombie like, made-to-be-scary movie. Nah, the first one then was good. The, the, the second sucked. one starts with their driving a motorcycle through a fucking church and using it like a weapon. I'm like, this is not Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Who directed this movie? Hideo Kojima? Come on now. Um, hey, but when it really comes down to it, the whole Resident Evil movie series wasn't that great all the way around. Right, but either way. But, so this last one has a terrible plot like the last three have. Uh, decent action and decent creature design, but the editing has like if you take how the Bourne movies are shot with their action and all their quick cuts and multiply that by like three, then you've got this movie, and it makes it very hard to appreciate any of the stunt work and any of the creature design when you get two and a half milliseconds to look at any one thing. It's uh, difficult for me to imagine that because I fucking love the Bourne movies. I, I've actually right. heard but, multiple people say exactly what Jay does, and uh, it is hard to appreciate the stunt work from what they said. And that's really sad because didn't someone like get severely fucking hurt filming this? I think somebody died. Yeah, like yeah, that's what I was saying. Something I ridiculous. Yeah, like someone lost an arm or died filming this. I don't exactly remember which one it was, but yeah, everyone says the editing for for the new Resident Evil is fucking terrible. Yeah, I just it upset me because I didn't expect a, I didn't really expect a good plot. Um, I what I've liked the what I've liked about the Resident Evil series in general after the first one because the first one I felt was a fine movie. It was like a side story to the games while being its own thing, but then they they fucked it up after that. But I've enjoyed the action. It's it's entertaining usually, ridiculous as it is. But this one just. Uh, it just hurt to watch. Hey, let's let's play a game. Guess how many Resident Evil movies I've seen? Uh, Probably one. one. Yeah, I've only seen the first one. No, I t- no, I, t- I think I've seen the second one. I just don't remember it. Because the second one had Nemesis in it, right? Yeah. Okay, I've seen the yeah. second one. Then never mind. I've seen I've seen the first two, and I've never seen any of them. Um, and until they make a movie off the storyline of Resident Evil Revelations, I probably won't. The <laughs> second and the well, third one. The animated movies me. that are really good. Yeah, they're good. The second one and the third one would probably be one of my favorites, with the second one being the top. I, I remember really liking the first one, and I remember thinking the second one was okay. And for some reason, the th- uh, I remember I saw part of one, I think it might have been Extinction or some shit. I don't know. There was They were in a desert, and there was a bunch of birds. That was yeah. the third one. Third yeah, one? Okay, I remember seeing parts of that one, and I was just like, this is fucking stupid. And I, I didn't, I didn't like. That's one of my problems it. with the series is they went, escalated from fucking a citywide like, and the ending of Resident Evil Three to a worldwide thing, and it just it got out of control, and I didn't like it. And then the third one, Mike Epps is a zombie man. Come on now. Yeah. Nope. But like I said before, as a whole, the Resident Evil series of movies wasn't that great anyway. No. All right, so let's oh, and let's do a let's do a battle. Uh, who had the worst sequels? Resident Evil versus Hellraiser. Uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, I can't. Although that very battle. last that, that very that very last Hellraiser movie was really garbage. It was fucking terrible. I but, still haven't finished uh, it. <laughs> I mean, I'm like halfway through it, and I never finished it. But I'll put it to you like this: I'd rather watch Resident Evil over the fucking Silent Hill sequel. Really. I, I, I fucking hated the Jay, Silent Hill sequel. Oh, all right. We need to do an episode on video game horror movies, right. I guess. But... Jay, did you like Silent Hill Revelations? Yes. I did, too. I re- like. 
I really liked it. And, and Reese, my fiance, she's a huge Silent Hill fan. Like, you can ask Kenneth. They fucking nerd out over Silent Hill. She fucking hated Silent Hill Revolution. We saw it in theaters, and I was like, this is really good. I really enjoyed this. And the 3D I, this movie was actually really fucking good. The 3D was good, actually. I was yeah. kind of surprised. But so I, I'm kind of weird because accuracy to the source material is almost on the lowest of what's important to me in an adaptation movie. And while I thought it was a little silly that uh, Pyramid Head went from one of the most menacing enemies in the series to like a bodyguard, it, it didn't bother me the way it would bother like really hardcore Silent Hill fans. See, I hated that. And then the other thing that I fucking hated about it is it did not feel like Silent Hill to me at all. It felt like a fucking Resident Evil movie. And reason being is because the people that fucking did Resident Evil did it. But the point is, is that's what it felt like to me. It did not feel like Silent Hill. The first one felt like a fucking Silent Hill game. Yeah. It, it had the eeriness to it. It had the look. The, the the atmosphere completely was Silent Hill. Even if they did change around the characters and shit, that didn't bother me. You the know, atmosphere was completely there. Jay, Jay said something really interesting. That uh, uh, the source material for an adaptation is not as important to him. And that got me thinking, because for me, I I almost agree with him, and I don't. I'm so split on it. Like, I, uh, if you so do it's, something... So it's aspects uh, of it Well, he, Yeah, if you do something completely different than the source material, but you own it, make it your own, and it's good... I can respect that because the same reason, like, if you're going to do a remake of something, do something different. Don't give me a shot-by-shot remake. Don't just, like, I think there are places where just an update remake is fine, like Creature from the Black Lagoon. But for most times, I'm like, give me something completely new and different. Take the base idea or take a character or, or something, take an aspect of the movie, like Jay said, and do something completely new. You can throw away the source material and use whatever elements you like as long as you do it good. Because no matter what, you're going to get hate from some source. But That's if you true. do it good, then I can, I can respect that. And see me, I don't mind it. If they change it, hugely change it. As long as key factors are the same. Like, for instance, like what I just said. If the atmosphere in the second one had been more like Silent Hill, I probably wasn't, wouldn't have minded some of the big changes that they made. On top of that, I didn't think that chick, the, the blonde-haired chick, I didn't think she could act worth a shit. Yeah, I'll agree that. was that. another thing. That I'll was another that. thing. She was, she was off. And see, um, right. I'd say my, I know we're kind of like getting into like reviews of movies. This, this episode, we've reviewed a couple of movies. We didn't even talk about reviewing, but one of my favorite scenes in the second one is when she's in the mall and that dude's peeling flesh off of the dude and throwing it onto the griddle. I love that. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like, I mean, I don't have a huge knowledge of silent Hill. I've watched like retrospectives on all the games and shit. Most of my knowledge of Silent Hill comes from the fact that when I lived with Kenneth, he at one point played the fucking first Silent Hill movie over and over and mm-hmm. over and fucking over for like like a two weeks straight. He was just watching this movie over and over and over and he would just talk about Silent Hill. So like most of my knowledge from Silent Hill comes secondhand from him or Reese in like... 
I don't even want to watch the first Silent Hill movie like ever again because I've seen it so much. That's funny. <laughs> that I'm just like, I don't care about burning people on ladders or Ash Sundays. I don't give a fuck. I'm done. Oh, but what about that hentai scene at the end? Fucking great. Yeah, I just, no, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm done. So I, with Silent Hill Revelations, I don't have a huge love for Silent Hill, so I didn't have to worry about what it did to the source material. So I can understand why people who love the source material didn't like Revelations. But for me, that's not a factor because I don't have intimate knowledge of that. See, for me, it's just got to be, I don't care about, I the story I, I don't care about. I don't care if you change people's origins. I don't care if you change costumes. Uh, for the most part, I don't care if you change abilities. It They've got to feel like the characters, though. And the first movie felt like the old Silent Hills, and the second movie felt like the more recent Silent Hills. To me, which are a little bit more action oriented, and that's that's kind of why I enjoy them both. Yeah, and see, I don't get that either because to me, the only one that the only game that really felt more action oriented to me was Downpour, and they were trying to get back uh, to the home. They were home, trying. Home well, yeah, coming was coming, uh, you could fucking military roll in that one. Yeah, homecoming kind of was, but Downpour and they, and the fucked up thing about Downpour is they were trying to get back. To the yeah, damn, down, well, the down floor felt more like an original Silent Hill game. But when it really comes down to it, man, like in the second movie, there are things that I can appreciate about it. But overall, I hated it. Like I can appreciate how she looked because she looked just like the little girl from Silent Hill 3. Yeah. Okay. I can appreciate the mall scenes because the backgrounds and the fucking amusement park and uh, Robbie the Rabbit, all that shit, the attention to detail on that was fucking great, but it still didn't capture the atmosphere. It's like, how can you have such key things in the background and not capture the atmosphere? That's what pissed me off, because the fucking carnival looked awesome. I mean, to me, the second movie was basically Silent Hill 3. Right, that's what it was supposed to be. Right, but it didn't capture the atmosphere. All it did was give you the fucking... All it did was give you the... the, the the penciled-in drawing without the colors. That's fair. And that's the reason why I hated it. Not to mention that girl's acting pissed me off so bad because she was so shitty. So what you're saying is is we should review Silent Hill and Silent Hill Revelations as a double episode. I mean, we can, but I mean, they're pretty... I mean, if you really want me to get deep in it, I can get deep in it. We just did that episode. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Um, Yeah, okay. I mean... I think I think that's it for us. Um, so we will see you all next time. Uh, Jay, do you have any parting words? Um, no, don't see Resident Evil, but see Split. Okay, Kenneth, do you have any parting words? No. Okay, mine are the same as always. Please find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash killthecast. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. We have a Facebook group now. Link will be in the description of this, and there are links to it on uh, our Facebook. I keep trying to make a URL for the Facebook group, and I can't find where to do it um, because I'm an idiot, I guess. I don't know. We have a URL for the Facebook group. Do we? Did you? Oh, the group. Hold the on group, a not the page. Oh, give me a second and I'll figure it out. Yeah. Let me see. Jay, you f- you figured that out 
when we get done with this podcast. Um, so yeah, so come join us. We have a YouTube channel. I just put out a uh, new video that's a recommendation video for Orca. And if you're a fan of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, there is a fun little Easter egg in that video for you. Um, oh yeah, Meg is coming. Bruh, bruh, bruh. Y'all don't want to get me started on Meg. Holy shit. I'm actually excited. I, I really want to see this. Like, they're changing some stuff from the book, but all the changes that they're making that they've said so far all make sense, and I'm completely fine with. Uh, and the book, Meg, by the way, guys, if you've never read it, super easy read, super fast-paced, um, really, really good, interesting uh, read. Um, it's by Steve Alton. It is one of my favorite books. That one in a sequel, Trench, is great. Um, and then there's three more sequels after that. The book's five or six books long by now. But anyway, Jason Statham's in this. It's it's yeah. it's, it's high budget. It's not a Sharknado movie. This is going to be a legit fucking movie. Um, and I can't wait to to see it. So uh, I will be. I will probably go see Meg opening night. And I don't go see any movie opening night. But Meg is one of my favorite. But Kenneth knows I love Meg. I I I had a paperback copy of it when I lived with him that I carried around everywhere. I have now. I have um, every book in the series except for the newest one that came out. I have first edition hardbacks. I have the special anniversary edition of the first book. I love this series. Oh my god, Meg is so good. Awesome. Um, so I fixed it. It's facebook.com slash group slash kill the cast. Woohoo! Jay, getting it done. So you can come join us uh, on facebook.com slash kill the cast. Um, if you listen to a lot of horror podcasts, um, like a lot of the ones on the Horophilia Network, a lot of those guys are in our group. So come check it out. If you do anything horror related like a youtube channel a podcast anything like come post it in our group let us see it we want to check it out too we're completely fine with you sharing your stuff in there too tell us what movies you're watching show us what you just picked up from amazon best buy uh your local drug dealer whatever you need and uh i think that's it for us we will see all of you next time with either dracula or alien versus the thing depending on uh i guess me i guess it's gonna mostly depend on me you said dp (laughs) um i am the dp of this show nice the director producer double penetration baby (laughs) i'm uh devil v double a um (laughs) so yeah that's uh that's it for us we will see you all next time on kill the cast until then don't get killed yourself. Watch more horror movies. Check out uh, uh, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Check out Digging Up the Marrow. Check out Blind Swordsman Zayatochi. Zayatochi. <laughs> Check out He Never Died. Um, and, and really don't waste your time watching Tusk. <laughs> uh, I watch Tusk. I think the dialogue is actually really good. It's just when Johnny Depp shows up, you're going to have to be like, fuck, why did this happen? So I yeah. I don't know. Uh, 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 I don't know. We'll see y'all all next time here for Kill the Cast. I'm Jerry. That's Kenneth. That's Jay. Uh, Bye. We don't love you. Thank you for joining us. I'm okay. <laughs>